Glad you're here. I, 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 I'm really thankful to the 100-plus uh, people that served in uh, Light the Night. It was a beautiful community experience and just a beautiful night the Lord gave it to us. And uh, I just met so many wonderful people. Uh, trunk or treat, Gina, it was amazing. Thank you very much. Lots of people got lots of toys. I heard, I heard one family just say, I am never going to door-to-door again. This is so easy, so easy. We got more candy in shorter amount of time. Thank you, really. Thank you to everyone. Hey, has anybody ever heard of Shakespeare? If you know Shakespeare, you may know Hamlet. Not Omelette, Hamlet. (laughs) If you know Hamlet, you may know one of his most famous lines. To be or not to be, that is the question. He was questioning his own purpose as his own value, his own life. It's actually a good question to ask frequently. What do I want to be? What should I not be? Should I be a better mother today? Should I be a better employee today? Should I serve? Should I I be a greater influence in my culture? Should I be a dedicated follower of Christ? To be or not to be? That is the question. Because if you don't ask yourself what you are to be, you end up following that one-eyed philosopher. I am's what I am's, and that's all I am's. And the problem with the Popeye philosophy is that if you never ask yourself what you are to be, you never grow to become all that God wants you to be. So to be or not to be. In fact, we begin a series of messages uh, today called Be the One, which is to decide, to rise above normal, to be the person that's being transformed by the power of Christ. And we're going to open our Bibles to uh, Luke 17, and we're going to study a story about Jesus transforming 10 lives that made some key choices and decisions. They were 10 lepers, and they met Jesus, and they were totally transformed by the meeting. Do you know that your life could be totally transformed today because Jesus is in the house? And you could choose to be the one that receives from Jesus today. These ten lepers made some key choices. Here's how the story reads in chapter 17 and verse 11. Now, it happened that as he, that was Jesus, went to Jerusalem. Jesus is uh, very close in this passage to the end of his life's journey on the earth. He is moving towards Jerusalem for the last time. In Jerusalem, he will give his life on the cross for our sin and for our shame. He'll be buried. He'll rise on the third day. He'll ascend to heaven. And uh, he's on his way to Jerusalem to do that. And as he does that, he passes through Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. And it makes this note, who stood afar off. They stood afar off because leprosy was a horrible disease. Biblical leprosy is even more intense than what we would call modern-day leprosy. It was a wider range of communicable diseases that were incurable. 
if you had a skin condition that broke out, you were compelled by law to go to the priest. And the priest would look at it, and if the priest said that skin condition is uncurable, infectious, that day you would have to leave your family. That day you would be put outside the community. That day you would have a total life change. You would either live alone outside the city, outside the village, outside the town, away from your family, or you would find a group of other lepers. And that's what these ten men had done. They had found people of like condition. It slowly killed people. Slowly their lives physically rotted away. There was an odor because the skin condition would rot the flesh and even the lepers didn't like the smell of each other because it was so horrendous. They stood afar off because that was the law. The law was you had to stand at least a hundred paces away from anyone that was healthy and whole. A hundred paces would be to that back door from where I am is 32 paces. So it would be three times that plus a little bit. So they stood a long way away. And as Jesus came into the village, he didn't meet them inside the village. He would have met them outside the village. And there they made some choices that connected them to Jesus. And I would love if everyone here today would make some choices that would connect you to Jesus. To be the one that asked Jesus to help your life. Do you know every one of us needs help? If you're taking some notes, I'd like you to write that down. I need to be the one who calls and asks for help. Because that's what they did. They saw, they, 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 they saw this group of men coming down the road. They started counting them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then Jesus leading them. They knew that Jesus was in the area because when Jesus entered into an area, he was now famous. People knew that when he was around, things were going to happen. And the Bible says that they lifted up their voices. Now, when it says they lifted up their voices, they wouldn't have been very strong voices. One of the things that leprosy did was take away the ability to speak loudly. You only would end up with a hoarse whisper. And they had to cover their mouth by law if they were going to talk to somebody, even from a hundred paces away, it would be something like this. As they called out for help, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. In a weak voice that probably from a hundred paces you couldn't even hear. So Jesus is walking along. They see him, and they'd heard about Jesus. Jesus had a reputation. He had a reputation with lepers because leprosy had no source of healing except Jesus. If you were a leper, it was like a death sentence. But they'd heard that Jesus... Well, he loved lepers. He started healing lepers early in his ministry, even as he walked off the Sermon on the Mount and walked down the mountainside from giving that sermon. A leper approached him, 
and asked for help. And Jesus did the unthinkable and what was actually illegal. Jesus walked over to the leper and he touched the leper. That sent ripples through the whole countryside. And after he touched the leper, guess what happened? The leper got better. He was healed. So all of a sudden, for all lepers, there was this moment of, if Jesus is around, there's hope. And I want you to know that when Jesus is around, there is hope. It doesn't matter how weak you may feel your voice is. It doesn't matter how far you may feel you are away from God. Maybe you feel you are a hundred paces away from Jesus, a hundred steps away from Jesus. It only takes one step to come to Jesus. We call that the step of faith. You can take that step today. It doesn't matter if others have pushed you aside and said, you are so broken, there is no hope for you. If you will ask Jesus for help, he loves. In fact, you are the reason Jesus came to the planet. To give help to people who become very aware that I need help. Do you know that you need help? Do you know that? Every single person in this place needs help. And may you be the one who says, Jesus, have help mercy on me. I don't know how you feel coming into this place today. Oftentimes people come in and they don't know what's going to happen. I talked to someone last weekend that said, every time I come to church, I look up at the ceiling to see if it's going to fall on me. I said, no, I think you're in a safe place. I think it's going to be okay. I was reminded uh, this week as um, a young lady that comes to the church posted an experience she had here. We had a time of appreciating our, our ministers and those who serve here, and, and she wasn't able to come. So she just posted a, a thanks. Thanks for this church. Thanks for this ministry. And she wrote, I remember years ago when I made my commitment to Christ. I raised my hand in shame, broken, far away from God. And Pastor Scott looked at me and said, thank you. I thought to myself, yeah, right. Like flames were going to shoot up from the floor and I was going to be denied my chance at eternal happiness and peace forever. That's how she felt. Then she writes, boy, was I wrong. She said, Sundays are not just Sundays anymore and Wednesdays have become a day of intimacy with the body of Christ connect groups which is our small group ministry aren't just clicks they have given me some of the happiest moments at church I love you and I love our church family because she asked for help and Jesus gave it to her and it sure it's good and it doesn't matter if you feel your voice is so weak and that you're so far away, and that you're so far broken, I want you to be the one today who says, Jesus, would you help me? Because you are the very reason that Jesus came to this planet, and the very reason that Jesus is in this room. And these 10 lepers teach us, be the one who asks for help. 
Another lesson I want you to learn from these 10 lepers is be the one who walks by faith because Jesus, Jesus probably didn't hear them. In fact, the Bible says that he saw them. He probably didn't hear their voices because they were so weak. But he saw these guys off in the distance and he could tell they were lepers. You know how? Because lepers wore rags. So you could see these guys a hundred steps away wearing rags with their hands over their mouth because that's how they legally had to call for help. In fact, if you came by a leper, they had to put their hand over their mouth and warn you from a hundred steps away, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. Imagine the shame. I'm unclean. So they were hoping that Jesus would see them hear them, that Jesus would walk up to them and Jesus would do what they knew Jesus would do and that would be to do that thing he does to lepers. He, he touches them and he makes them whole. But here's how the story goes. When Jesus saw them, he probably didn't hear them. He probably saw them from a distance. He walked towards them because they weren't allowed to walk towards him but he got close enough to have a conversation with them. And they were ready, man. They were ready. Okay, Jesus, lay those hands on us. Lay those healing. We have heard about those healing hands, Jesus. Just touch me and this leprosy will be gone. I'm ready, Jesus. Lay it on me. Let me tell you, when you walk by faith, you have to let Jesus do his thing instead of telling Jesus what to do. That's very important. Because sometimes people get disappointed when Jesus doesn't do it the way you think he should. Jesus, I'm here today. I showed up. Aren't you happy? Change everything today. I'm giving you a chance. And Jesus says, Go, show yourself to the priests. Because it was the priests that excommunicated people into leprosy, that expelled them from the community. The only way to come back into the community was to show yourself to a priest and for a priest to say, yes, you used to have leprosy, but now you don't have it anymore. Well, Jesus, when, when does the touching take place? We're ready, Jesus. We, we are ready for this healing stuff. It must have been hard for them to take that first step away from Jesus. Because they still stunk. Their flesh was still rotting. And, and it, it wasn't like they heard about it. It was like, go. Still the same. Haven't changed yet haven't changed yet. We don't know how far they walked. We don't know how long it took. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, and so it was, that as they went, they were cleansed. We don't know if they walked over the horizon. We don't know if they could see Jesus anymore. We just know this, that as they went, as they walked by faith, as they did what Jesus asked them to do, not what they expected, 
Not the, not the hands-on healing stuff that you did to that other leper. No, this is the going, walking by faith. And somehow as they walked along the road towards the priest, the skin, the wounds that would never, ever heal, started to heal as they walked. And their bones started to feel the strength of healing. Finally, one of them just said, Hallelujah, I'm healed. And another one said, Me too, me too, look at me. And, the, and, 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 and you don't stink so much. Because they kept walking by faith. So I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm here to encourage you. Let Jesus, I promise you, he will bring wholeness and healing. I promise you. But keep walking by faith. How long? As long as it takes for you to get healed. Well, but I, I, I thought I would come one day, we would have one prayer, and the heavens would open, and my life would be perfect. Probably not. For most of us. It's, it's, really cool. it's really cool when does, God does like those unusual, like laying on the miracles, like right away. Don't you like those? Like the touch the leper, you're healed. Le those are cool. But many times it's as we walk by faith that wholeness comes as we walk by faith. So I'm here to tell you. Keep on walking. 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 Maybe you can help me um, just nudge your neighbor and say, keep walking by faith. Would you do that? Just keep walking by faith. Keep walking by faith. Because as they walked, they were cleansed. And then one of them said, I'm going back. I want to talk about it. This is probably the, the key point to the story, to the, to the study. Be the one who gives thanks. And we're in a month that we celebrate Thanksgiving, but you don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to give thanks. Let's start today and go 365 days. Let's go today. Because here's probably the big point of the story, verse 15 and, and one of them, when he saw he was healed, returned. And I love this. With a loud voice. I love that. Because he hadn't been able to use a loud voice for a lot of years. His voice was a, a, a hoarse whisper. When he was healed, his voice was healed. And what did he do with his healed voice? He gave glory to God. Is there anyone in the house that has a voice that works? <laughs> yes. Don't. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest reasons you have a voice is not to yell at your spouse. 
It's to give glory to God. This guy's coming down the road, and it's not a horse whisper. His hand is not over his mouth. He is approaching Jesus, and he is saying, All glory be to God. I'm healed. He falls on his face. That must have hurt. He falls at Jesus' feet, and he gives thanks, and I love this, and it notes this, and he was, he was a Samaritan. Why does it note that? Because there was racial tension. There was racism. I think every culture, every society on the earth has racism. Where one group of people chooses to look down on another group of people and the root of racism is sin. The Jews chose to look down on the Samaritans. And so Jesus takes this Samaritan, the underdog. Not only was he a Samaritan, he was a leprous Samaritan. And he makes him the hero of the story. And it, it, it glaringly points out, and he was a Samaritan. He was the one that had a loud, all the other ones had a loud voice, but what was their loud voice doing? Something else. The other nine were cleansed of outer leprosy, but still had the leprosy of an ingrateful heart. Because Jesus asks, uh, weren't there ten that were cleansed? And this question, But where are the nine? Were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner, except this Samaritan? Now, I know we, we read that story and, and we, we say to ourselves, of course I would be that one. That, that would be me. I, 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 I would be, I don't know what those other nine guys were thinking. I would be the one that comes back. And I, I hope that would be true. I, in fact, I would challenge you to be the one that has an attitude of gratitude, especially in this month, that we remember giving thanks. And there's a few ways we could think about that, or a few ways we could test it. Let me suggest this one. I have in my pocket a picture of 10 people that come to this church regularly that could have leprosy. You want to see them? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. What's he doing? Well, the pictures are all the same. George. You didn't know that. You didn't know that George may have leprosy. You're going, where is he going with this? <laughs> well, well, it is possible that George could have leprosy because 
The Bible teaches me and teaches all of us that if my attitude towards George is wrong, that George can become mammon, a spiritual entity that actually separates me from God. It's called materialism. It's rampant in our sight. Did you know that? There's a lot of leprosy that you need to be aware of. The Bible tells me as a Bible teacher that if my attitude towards George is wrong, that he becomes filthy lucre to me. He separates me from what I should be doing. Now, Jesus would like George not to have leprosy. He'd like George to be blessed, as he would like every part of your life to be blessed. He'd like your spiritual life to be blessed, your emotional life to be blessed. He'd like your financial world to be blessed. Wouldn't you like that? And when your George is not leprous, let me ask this question. Does your one George in ten make it back to Jesus? Now, I know that this, I know this story is not about tithing. I get that. But it is about giving, and it's about giving thanks. And here is a truth that we all should know, that a true attitude of gratitude always produces generosity. So when we say, of course I would be the one, well, maybe this month, to push your spiritual life and development, maybe this would be the month that you choose to Bring one George and ten back. Maybe this is the time. We're going to talk about generosity this month. We, we talk about kingdom builders this month. Those who, who specifically help us with generosity to move the mission of the church forward. They, the ones that have given to make sure the launch pad is there for our children. Those that support missions and missionaries and church planting. Those who have helped us this last year as we've been expanding the parking lot and working on that. These are people that are grateful and generous, and I promise you, they are the happiest people in the church. How, how do I know that? Because when you're generous with your gratitude, you multiply blessings. So let me wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. Because I want you to choose the one who is blessed. See, here's what Jesus says to this, this man uh, that returned, the one in ten that returned. Jesus says to him, arise, go your way, because I've got places for you to go and things to do. We don't know if he went to see Jesus before or after he went to see the priest. Maybe he had to go show himself to the priest now. We don't know. Then Jesus says these words, your faith has made you whole. The Greek word for whole is sozo. Give me a good sozo. Sozo. It, it, some versions translate it, your faith has saved you. And that word is translated saved, sozo. Uh, some translate it, your faith has made you well. But I will promise you this, this one man received a greater blessing than the other nine. They received an outer healing. Yes, they did. But this man received something extra as Jesus blessed him with sozo. Now, every time you give thanks, you multiply your blessings. Isn't that true? 
For, for example, this man was blessed as he walked along and as his skin started to clear up and he had new strength that came into him and as, his, as, his, as he grew hair. Just threw that in there. That's not in the Bible. It's possible. I don't know. So he was blessed, but then, watch this, as he returns to Jesus, the one that does, as he returns to Jesus and as he gives thanks, what happens? He recounts the blessing that just took place. And when you recount the blessing by giving thanks, you relive the blessing and you're blessed again. By reliving it. Watch this. I'm thankful, thankful, appreciate that my wife married me. And when I think about the moment she walked down the aisle to come to an altar and take her vows to me, when I give thanks for that, I relive the experience. I had the original blessing 30-some years ago, but when I give thanks, I relive it again. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Or, or our children. I'm thankful our children are born, but when I think about the moment of them taking their first breath and I give thanks for it, I not only had the first blessing, when I give thanks, I re-experience the event. Isn't that what Thanksgiving is? Which is why when you are down, down, doobie, down, 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 doobie, down, 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 that one of the best things you can do is be the one who gives Thanks, because you relive in thanksgiving a blessing that you had at some previous time, but thanksgiving causes you to relive the blessing again. So this man had the original healing, then he relived that healing in front of Jesus, and then Jesus said, and you get sozo. And these people that choose to be the one that call for help, that let Jesus give them instruction and they follow that instruction no matter what. They are the most blessed people. And that's what we would like in your life, for you to be incredibly blessed. Because in our culture, in our society, there's a, there's a lot of leprosy. Not physical leprosy, but in the Bible, leprosy has so many parallels to, to sin. It starts inside where you can't see it. Eventually, it breaks onto the surface. It's always rotting and always eating away. It leaves an odor. True, I'm always saddened when I see somebody that I love so much and sin is rotting them away. There's no cure for sin except meeting Jesus. I had this thought this morning. I was up early this morning praying. A little earlier than usual because of the time change. <laughs> but it gave me some time for extra meditation and prayer. And I had this thought that our sins are much worse than we think they are. And God's grace is much greater than we think it is. Yeah. 
Sin is rotting you away. If you're far away from Jesus, it's rotting you away. But God's grace is present in this place that no matter how far away you feel you are from Jesus, if you call out for help, he's going to come close to you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to give you his word. He's going to give you his instruction. And then he's going to just watch as you walk by faith towards greater and greater healing. And he's looking for you to be the one who asks for help. No matter who has pushed you aside, no matter who's told you, you are so broken, you're never going to make it. The leprosy of our lives is healed when we choose to be the one who asks for help, receives help, and experiences his wholeness, his sozo. So the choice today is to be that kind of person or not to be. That is the question. And my encouragement, exhortation, and prayer is that you would be the one who calls out to Jesus and be the one that returns to Jesus and be the one that rises above the normal in this moment. And so we're going to pray together. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and open your heart. I'm going to lead in a prayer in a moment. And let me remind you, no matter how far away you may feel you are from God, a hundred steps, it's one step to come back. And I'm going to lead in a simple prayer of faith that says, Jesus, be merciful to me. And Jesus will answer that prayer in your life. And I'd like you to be included in that prayer. And I'm not going to embarrass you, but I certainly want to recognize your value. I want to tell you that the shame that you feel right now was born by Jesus on the cross. And he's come to make you whole. And so as I prepare just to pray this prayer, I would like to include you. And I'd like you to say, hey, Scott, would you remember me? I, I feel like far away from Jesus, but I'd like to be close. And I'm going to ask you to put your hand up high enough for me to see it and then to raise your eyes so I can make contact and acknowledge you. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Just hold it up there until I get you. Thank you, and God bless you. Glad you're here. No shame. Way at the back. God bless you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. No condemnation. The grace of God. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. God's grace. Thank you. God's grace is greater than you think it is. Thank you right here. Thank you. God's grace is greater. May the Holy Spirit reveal to us the ugliness of our sin and the incredible joy of his grace. Because your sin is literally rotting you away. I see you, man. Thank you. I see you. Over here, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. You don't want to miss out. Thank you. So many people just reaching out to the grace of God. And let me tell you, let me promise you, God's grace does not turn one person away. God's grace is amazing, and it says, welcome home. You will be whole in Jesus' name. So our prayer, yeah, our prayer together, let's stand. We're going to pray. We're going to pray out loud. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come immediately if they would. And I want to lead in a prayer to receive God's grace. And I'd like everyone to pray this simple prayer together, not just from your head, but from your heart. It's really asking Jesus for help. Be the one who asks Jesus for help. 
And so we lift our voice together in a community prayer, receiving Christ in our heart for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time, but may there be a fresh reality of Jesus in this room. And so here's our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, out loud, pray that. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I open my heart and my soul to Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I turn away from my sin. I let it go. And I receive your healing touch. Thank you, God, for loving me. Now help me to follow Jesus every day of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, 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 amen. So our sin is much worse than we think it is, and God's grace is much greater than we think it is. So our prayer team is here to pray with anyone for any issue. And so I'm going to, in the next moment after I pray, invite you to come to receive prayer for whatever's happening. If you're opening your heart to Christ, it's very important that you would let us know. We'd like to start to get material to you to help you. You can also just text yes and we'll send you some material. Check text yes to 941-260-1321 and we'll send you material to help you. What's going to happen in the next few moments is I'm going to pray a blessing and after that blessing there's no other benediction, there's prayer. We're going to have prayer. The worship team is going to lead us in worship. If you'd like to receive communion, you're most welcome. You're a follower of Christ. You don't have to be a member of this church to receive prayer or to receive communion, but you can come and remember what Jesus did for you on the cross by the bread and by the cup of the Lord. If you've been a guest here, thanks for coming. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to see you grow in grace. If you've never stopped by our VIP room, we'd like you to do that. It's over here on the left-hand side. But I want to pray this blessing. As I pray this blessing, I'm going to open my hands towards heaven. If you'd like to receive this blessing, close your eyes and just take this Bible position of prayer. Lord, here are your sons and your daughters opening their hands, which is an outward sign of an inward desire to receive all that you have. And I pray you would pour upon them more and more and more and more. I pray that the God of hope would fill you with all joy and fill you with all peace as you trust in the Lord, not in your own understanding, but trust in the Lord, so that you would overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless you in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed. And all of God's people say, amen. Let's give the Lord a praise. Love you so much, guys. Come forward. Come forward for prayer. Come forward for communion. The worship team leads us. We love you guys. God bless.